0: Well, hello, and welcome to Geise Radio. We're going to furlough our way through another podcast special, but for the rest of this one, don't worry about viruses. Nothing Geise Radio's ever produced has gone viral, and I'm sure that's going to continue into the future. But today, I'm delighted to have Phil Rogerson, former chairman of Guisey uh, AFC, and, of course, now chairman of the Geise AFC Community Foundation. Phil, welcome. Thank you for your time today no problem. Um, first of all I guess we have to ask you, obviously uncertain times and what have you, how are you, how are the family?
1: We're all fine I mean the, the, we, Kim and I are, are down here in Cornwall well out of the way and to be honest um, isolation isn't really much different to our normal way of life, we're sort of half a mile from any our uh, near neighbours and uh, other than people taking dogs for a walk up the lane we, that's about it Um the kids, Joanne's in uh, in Bingley and Matthew's in Epsom, uh, both with young families, so uh, they're keeping well out of the way, and uh, hopefully they all well, they are all fitting well at the moment.
0: Well, that's great to hear. Um, you, of course, have a, a long, long uh, history with the with the football club, uh, especially as, as chairman uh, of the football club for a long spell. Um, but what I'd also be uh, your position now, obviously, is as chairman of the uh, Geise uh, AFC Community Foundation. Most people will be familiar with that, but uh, for those that aren't, just tell us about what it is, how it came about, uh, and, and what sort of things happen through the f- foundation.
1: The foundation is a registered charity um, which is funded by the National League Trust. It came about really because when i was chairman of the football club it just became an opportunity that when we got promoted to the national league um, there was some funding available for um, works within the local community but those works were also able to be used as a sort of publicity machine to get in the um, the name of the club and obviously the foundation out to the wider community and so we we took advantage of that funding, and over the years we've developed from you know effectively just running um, holiday camps and other um, local sporting events to now where we're, we've got like of Danny Ellis working in um, uh, Weatherby you know, Youth Offenders Institute. We're doing sports leaders courses in um, in Armley. Um, Luke Robinson, who was an ex-academy player is um, working in Adelbeck, which is a, a, a secure children's home. So we've expanded dramatically. Um, we've taken on a full-time manager in Steve Taylor and uh, recently a, um, an admin um, person in Allison. Um We've also got Connor Thompson, who was ex-academy, I believe, also a long-term volunteer for the foundation who is now um uh, sort of level two coach working within the community so um and we've taken on primary Premier League primary staff program which is using football and other um, sporting events to help the um education of primary uh, school children so um there's quite a lot going on and uh i speak to steve pretty much every day under normal circumstances but obviously the um recent uh, events and the pandemic has uh, caused some major issues around schools and prisons closing so we're um, Mm. desperately short of um, well cash really to continue paying these players but we we continue to look for other sources of funding and um, we've just received a grant aid from the Leeds Community Foundation through their healthy holiday schemes which they've effectively focusing on um, COVID-19 support for families. So um, with the help of Morrison's and one of our trustees, Di Pickett, and I think he's still the um, club ch- uh, chaplain, and he's the community champion for Morrison's. So they're providing um, food parcels as our fair share. And the idea is, uh, well, and Connor and Alison have been delivering those um, out into the local community. And with this funding, we should be able to increase that and provide um, food parcels for pet, you know families with kids who have got uh, free school meals and that sort of stuff and the club are lending us the um, the mini bus from panorama to help us do that,
0: that that's fantastic so uh, I mean at this point in time, obviously the club's got very little um, uh, option to engage with the community, but the foundation is able to uh, work in, in partnership with other organisations to actually to help deliver operationalise operationalize and deliver uh, some of these programs. So I've seen I've seen the photos of, of, of Connor on social media, uh, delivering yep. making deliveries. So it's it's tremendous, isn't it? It just shows the value of the, the foundation at these different well, we, times. Yeah
1: we tried yeah, we tried to get the, the name out and um you know, like I say, Connor and Alison are doing that and then we've got Ben doing his um, Ben and Marcus doing their um training sessions because the Easter holiday camp was had to be cancelled. So they're doing that on uh, live on Instagram. I think there were a few technical issues to start <laughs> with, but they seem to have got the, um, the challenges going, and that seems to be like the popular viewing thing on, uh, I think it's 11 o'clock every normal morning for the next uh, week or so. So, um, yeah, now it's all, um, all going on.
0: Better than Joe Wick's.
1: Uh, well, absolutely. Yeah. no, I think apparently Steve does Joe Wicks exercises with his kids every morning. Though and he did try to ring me in the middle and was definitely panting.
0: <laughs> That's what he told you, anyway. Yeah, um,
1: well, quite.
0: Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, well, Joe Wicks will be, will be fitter, be about fitter than ever, won't he? Well, yeah. So, what's, how's, <laughs> how's, the, how's the community taken to this? Then this is this is this is great, but this must be really well received by people uh, in, in in the local area
1: we are we've got we have had a, a, you know a lot of um, compliments, and you know particularly Connor and Allison. Um, but you know we're working with the Aybridge Children's Center and Memory Lane Cafe and Avset, who also got contacts of people who who need help in the current circumstances. so mm-hmm. and there was um there's a piece on Leed's life about um we had. We, have, we set up an emergency fund to assist the children's centre, and one of the people they're helping like, was desperate for a washing machine to, for his um, accommodation, so his um, daughter could stay with him, and he's working, still working in Morrison's because obviously they need to get stuff out. So um, yeah, so that 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 fund was used to fund a washing machine for him, amongst a number of other things. So. Uh, yeah, we're getting we're getting some well, it's good publicity, but it also hopefully we're doing the right things.
0: Quietly going about and doing the right thing for the the local community as well. Um of course um Gazi uh, Community Foundation um is a it's a relative recent um development for the club. Uh, it's come at the it came or really arose around the time that we'd started to reach the the kind of pinnacles of 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 of, of our success uh, in the National North and into the National League, but of course you have been around the football club a, a lot longer than just those days and in, in these late, more recent times. Yes, take take yourself back. Just tell us a bit about about you, Phil. Take us back to well, when you were you were a small boy. How did you first get into football? First of all, what was your first memories of football?
1: Well to be honest, I, I was never really into football, particularly until my future ex-wife's father was, who was secretary of Gazi football club. Um, and he well, was almost a, like a prenuptial agreement to join the committee. Um, and from there, it, uh, you know, was, well, so I say downhill all the way, but no, that's, um, so from there sort of helping on Gates and, um, just generally watching the game and some things, I um, developed a, a passion for seeing the club progress, which is where you know we got it to in the um, promotion to the National League proper um, via various um, hiccups along the way. But uh, it was uh, no, that's what we got it into the in the end, and you know some exciting times via the vase with uh, you know obviously under john gill's uh, stewardship yeah, then yeah. but um the you know the vase wins, and the um well the other you know the other games that you know the win at Tamworth which I'll never forget to take us to Luton in the um in the f a cup which is a time when the prize money for that was so significant to the you know survival of the club yeah. so it was um
0: yeah.
1: Interesting times then, and so, you know, we've generally progressed. And we've got the ground from, well, <coughs> what was just an open park in the uh, well where I yeah, joined uh,
0: exactly. That's what I was, I was just going to, to kind of come back because I wondered if you could describe to us what Geyser was like, the year that you kind of first stepped across the threshold at Nethermore Nethermore Park and, and what it was like.
1: Well, it was. I seem to recall there was a there was a, a pitch with a perimeter. The the old wooden stand, which before my time had come from Harry Ramsden, as I understand. There was a, a wooden hut in the corner near the bowling club, which the football club used as changing rooms during the cricket season when the cricket dressing rooms were being used. Um, there were no lights. Um, the lights, we, we eventually got some pylons from the goods yards at Bradford, Um and they lay in the grass around the pitch for many a year until John Gill came along and found the money to have them erected. Um, and the, you know, the presence of lights allowed, allowed promotions because that was the main thing that stopped us um, going up from, I don't know, probably Yorkshire League or uh, certain no- Northwest counties. Um, I mean, the, I, I can't... The, it all gets a bit hazy the different leagues back then that um, that we went through. But I'm pretty certain we were in the Yorkshire League when yeah. I joined, and um,
0: right, you right.
1: know probably know better than I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so because of course the Yorkshire League then um, came into the as a part of the rearrangement the Northern Counties Eastern League, didn't it?
1: So, yes, but, but, I think
0: so. but still clubs playing without floodlights, pretty much as you'd see the sort of top end of the West Yorkshire leagues uh, are today. Yeah, at that kind of pyramid, uh, two o'clock kickoffs, um, and it b- pretty much a decade of firsts, wasn't it, with the first ever game in the FA Vase, and it was a sense that the club were were moving up. And so you must have come into the club just at a time when when progress was was possible.
1: Yes. Um yeah, I mean, I I, I can yeah, I vaguely remember John sort of turning up and the you know the debates about whether we wanted to go up and what we wanted to do and that that you can never you know you can never stand still so you've got to keep pushing whatever league you're in you always have to be pushing for that next one otherwise it just um, stagnates and you can and people overtake you and you go backwards so uh, yeah there was uh, a lot to be done and then the like the Dress, the cricket, the, sorry, the football. Well, the quote, new football dressing rooms were then built as part of a, a job creation scheme that the government brought in. So, it sort of employed unemployed people and taught mm. them building skills. On there. So that was all. Um, that was all undertaken, and um, they were. Um, they were built and, you know, generally progressed until we moved through the grades, through the um, Unibond League and through to National League and beyond. So it was, uh, yeah, exciting times.
0: Yeah, some incredible, obviously, years, weren't there, for Northern Counties Eastern League, sort of playing alongside the likes of local clubs, good clubs like Thackley, uh, Eccles Hill, those sorts of uh, levels of teams, and then to become the, the club that won the FA Vars. Um, that got promoted um, into the UniBond League, and then, of course, played in the. Uh, as far as the FA Trophies, the best ever season we've had was in the FA Trophy semi-final in the in the early nineties. The
1: um, Raycon
0: game. And 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 did you, that must have felt like wow! This 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 place has just turned from you know small small beer to to to, to quite a major footballing uh, non-league footballing team in the in the area.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've certainly got known because of the um yeah those sort of runs and the the fact that people would know of the name you know far and wide because of you know because of the Vaz wins and the and the and the trophy um in the trophy progress yeah absolutely and you know and some of the FA Cup um appearances in the first round proper that were were first as well so um yeah it was it was you know it, it You've got that name that Geisy was not just you know somewhere where there was a fish and chip shop. It was um, you know, we were part of the um, the, the name that Guysy was the name for the you know that the club. It was the name. You, mm. I'm expressing yourself very well, but um,
0: yeah, yeah. But a big a big cup run, a big trophy uh, run as uh, sorry, of uh, winning the FA Vars, a good run in the trophy. You have the likes of BBC Radio Leeds coming down at a time when you didn't have this kind of coverage, suddenly, you know, reporting from the ground. It was, it was, uh, it was a place that put, it, put us on the map, is, is basically what you're saying, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and then, you know, to go on to that first ever tele- televised game in the National League, uh, Popper. It was just—it was sort of unbelievable to look back and see the difference between of what hey what the ground looked like and the um, you know with the the fire in the stand and the opportunity that that gave us to build a, a new one and the one next to it that we needed to get mm. uh, to get the A grade um, and then the other um, improvements to the terracing and things to to get the capacity to what what was required and then beyond that which hopefully unfortunately didn't um, come to fruition but the you know the battles with planning and whatever to get us the you know the planning permission that we've got in place and still to um to build a you know a, a fully enclosed stadium but obviously that's um on the back burner until we can generate the cash to do it
0: yeah so we can afford it of course quite um but yeah you've just you've sort of given us some examples of great developments um, over the recent years um, from the glory days of the 90s through to the early 2000s. They were tough times though, weren't they as well? And saved in particular by that great FA Cup run against, uh, that re- uh, led us to, uh, to, to meet Luton Town in the first round proper. Yeah,
1: absolutely. They, you know, that one, those that the money that that generated you know what was well the salvation that season then um well there obviously were difficult times and and um you know costs had to be controlled to uh, so success on the field probably wasn't all it could be during that period but you know you have to cut your cloth to what you can afford don't it? and then obviously steve Parkin comes along and you've got you know and that gives you another boost to, to take things on on move things forward um, but you know in the, all in between times the, the the sort of steady progress of getting the like the all-weather you know the old tennis courts converted to an all-weather pitch yeah. and the, um, the, you know just your general tidying up and getting um, proper um, pitch surrounds and you know which all helps with advertising and the General commercial aspects of the club, so it's um, yeah, like I say, it's been a, a long,
0: uh, a long battle. Yeah, and, and, and often in those days, um, those periods when things are harder to, to generate the revenue to keep the club going, it's it's it, it, it involves a lot of work from people like yourselves just to, to do um, the hard yards, the hard yards in, in generating enough revenue to keep things ticking over um, uh, in, in 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 pretty. Tricky times. So things like the tennis courts being turned into the the um, 3G. What a great what a great boost was that for the club.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that that allowed us to you know work more closely with Daisy Juniors. To um, I mean, and um, you know, generally it created a, you know a more activity and dare I say football around around the club when when matches weren't being played. Mm. Um, all that helped with. Know, bar takings and other things within the general, um, within the bigger, cl- bigger club that is n- Nethermore, um, and yeah, I mean that that was that was once again a, a battle because we 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 had to generate the cash, we had to you know persuade the f- uh, football foundation that it was a community project, and hence the involvement in, in Geyser juniors and. You know other other people using it. Um, and then you know the fact that we opened it up to schools and it o- sort of almost brought the the foundations of what the of the of the community foundation because that facility allowed us to you know run some of the events at Nethermore in the early days of us you know using that funding. so mm-hmm. it was um, it' was all you know little little pieces of the jigsaw that finally well, nearly finally fell into place
0: so after a few lean years things started to move forward on the field as well um, you mentioned obviously Steve Parking being able to help with uh, investment and we had managers like Terry Doe and Steve Kittrick then came in of course after that yeah. and, the, and the club went back up through the division so from um, Unibond Division 1 up to the Premier and from the Premier into the, the, the National North and, and the expectations on the club changed and from from your perspective it must have again been an even bigger challenge to, to be on top of what we needed to do to, to survive in those divisions?
1: Yeah, I mean it, it it was obviously easier knowing you had the you know the financial clout to be able to do what you what needed to be done and I mean, there were like clear objectives in terms of progress rather than survival. Um, but it still meant that the you know, budgets had to be managed and uh, managers had to be kept in line with what you know Steve was prepared to um, put in. So you know it wasn't you know it wasn't just a question of throwing money at it. It had to be sustainable. Mm. And you know the way the crowds were built upon, um, and you know we were generally making that that progress and. Um, I you mean know, the the two years and all right the, the survivals by the skin of our teeth were you know were great great years that un, unfortunately we, we we slipped back but um, that I'm sure those days will come again once we can if we can you know begin to you know have a plan and begin to move forward that's the um, that's the way of it
0: well I mean. From a club that was in Northern Counties Eastern League, Thackley, Eccles Hill, clubs of that nature being on a par with the Lions, to to being in the National North, that was an achievement. But then to go that extra step and get ourselves in the Conference or National League, as it became yeah. known that season, that was craziness, wasn't it? That for for, for that afternoon uh, at Chorley, it was fantastic. But gosh, the work came afterwards, didn't it?
1: Well, yes, it was the realisation of what the hell have we done, <laughs> in some respects. But, um, but yeah, I mean that that and the building on that and sustaining it was obviously a, a, a difficult um, thing to do in with the crowds that guys could sort of rely on at, at that stage. Even though they were building, they didn't really didn't build enough, and the um, you know, publicity we generated was, and certainly some of the you know commercial aspects has always been a problem because there's big, you know, competitors nearby that can, um, well, can under, possibly undercut you on on season tickets and obviously other much bigger names and and bigger you know, bigger clubs. So it, it's it was it was very. Difficult, and you know, possibly we were punching above our weight at that stage, and, and probably definitely. But you know, it was it was just a shame that it couldn't be sustained for longer. But because clubs need that two or three years to stabilise in the in the national league before they push towards the you know upper reaches of that.
0: And when you look back at it, though, and you see some clubs, I mean, surely this season they had. You know, been knocking at the door just like Guisey to get into the National League. They've got that. They've really struggled this year. They, they were, you know, obviously in the bottom four before uh, play was suspended. Do you look back at the three years and think how we managed to 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 uh, progress? Certainly, those two years where we stayed up in the division with some pride.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It was. I mean, it, you know, it it got a bit bit wearing. You know, losing, but um, you know. Just to, even though we d- it was only really by the skin of our teeth that we got away with it, it was, well, it was just you know we were there and it was, um, it well it, it's difficult to know really what you know how you how the you know, things things changed things didn't quite work out and um, you know we, we've slipped back but you know we've we've had some you know good runs some FA Cup first in that time, um, and it's yeah, it, it, it was a tremendous time.
0: What was it? What was your favourite moment? What's the thing you reflect on um, in the period in the national league? Has been that that was that was that was great. That was you know, it really felt like we were moving um, forward. What was the best best moment in the national league?
1: I think probably that first televised game. Mm. Just the Lincoln the,
0: City at home.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not to the result. I mean, we, we didn't certainly didn't disgrace ourselves by any means from memory, but you know, just the you know, have, just the uh, once again the concept of having the car park full of TV gear and and all the rest of it. It was just something that you know when you'd first walked through the walked into Nethermell Park all that time ago, it was just something you couldn't you know. That you'd have told people they were completely insane if you'd suggested that that's what would have would have come
0: about. Yeah, It was incredible, wasn't it? I think at that time as well that you, you look at Bradford City down the road, who obviously uh, have the huge stadium, the big name legacy, etc., and they were struggling. They, 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 they was, they're now playing the teams that we were playing that season, uh, Forest yeah. Green, Tranmere. Yeah. You know all those teams that came up through the league. They then were, were were on a par with with Bradford. It just makes you realise, I think, reflect on just the scale of competition we were playing in for those for those three seasons.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it was you know we, there were some big big established names that were in in that in in the league at the same time as us, um, and you know there was a almost a serious chance that we could have been playing Bradford in the same league for no. some <laughs> part in you know, all that. So it was. Absolutely, it's just you know incredible, really. It's just
0: you know, to it believe, really. So going forward, then, um, you know, obviously we've we've uh, the football club has rallied. It's sort of stabilised after a very difficult season in the 2017-18 uh, year when we got relegated out of the conference. But then, um, you know, Marcus Bignott, Russ O'Neill, uh, a kind of new spirit came back to the club. And uh, we rallied the first season enough to survive. We're thriving this year, actually. Um, what, what what do you hope for the for the future for the for the football club?
1: It's that stability and a and a plan going forward. I guess it, it's um, it, it's. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm not as involved by any mm. means, and but obviously, you want to see them do well and. Um, It became fairly clear that there was a fairly substantial crossroads. That, if I suppose if one's honest, that the you know, if you ever wanted to go beyond the National League, that you know, nevermore was not going to be not going to sustain that, and that was a difficult, you know, a a difficult way, and it was a difficult decision to look at a different can even consider um but you know if you if you're in the national league it's then are you trying to stay still and stay at or are you looking at somewhere else are you you know do you have a plan to find somewhere else? is there somewhere else um or do you want to you know but it, once again, it's that quandary of trying to trying to stand still um which is not really possible. So it's 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 a it's a very difficult time, and um, you know, although we're not back at that stage yet now, so it, it's perhaps, you know gone away for a few years. But sooner or later, if, if the club want to progress, then a plan has to be in place to see where you know exactly where we're going.
0: Mm. I guess I, I guess with your experience of, of seeing how progression has happened, there'll be no points at the time when you think, well, you know, I don't know, don't know what the future holds, but um, but we found a way through in the past, and uh, obviously these are very challenging times at, at the moment, and many clubs will be just glad to to keep going, won't they?
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, it's just um, you know when you you know at, at every level. I mean, it, you know, you just think of the you know the, the small like small cl- small football clubs, but you know cricket clubs or in all sorts of mm-hmm. you know bowling clubs that rely on membership fees and you know bar takings and and all the rest of it, and they and it's just all suddenly come to a a grinding halt. So you know survival and the, the way the well, the way the world looks, never mind the sporting world looks after you know come come the summer hopefully or whenever is going to be really different.
0: But we'll be back. There'll be
1: uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. I mean, I know, you know the people have got these challenges to grapple with, and without um, they are being grappled with.
0: So, what about the foundation then? What's the, what's the future hold for the foundation? Obviously, very busy now and uh, providing great contribution to the community. What do you, where do you see that heading?
1: We're going well. Once this is out of the way, we, I mean, we've obviously switched a load of resources into um, assisting people through this this difficult patch. Um, we've got um, we've got we'll have another nationally, you know, grant and project to look at um, come September. We're not quite sure what the um, how they're going to deal with the you know the sort of Six-month furlough, for want of a better word, that's um, that's in place at the moment, and how our funding over that period, and our, you know, the objectives that we, they set that that funding is supposed to provide. Um, but uh, but then, we, but we will have another another set of funding coming our way come September. We're looking at. Um, there's something called Eco Schools, which is um, basically um, assisting schools in, you know, waste reduction and recycling. And there is a thing through um, Keep Britain Tidy called Eco Schools, which gives them a, a path through that. And what we're looking hopefully to do is to um, support schools through those uh, through that process. Um, we are part of something called the Airburgh Learning Partnership Trust, which is comprised of all the local primary schools and the two main um, senior schools in Geisley and Benton Park. And what we're looking to do is to take, if we can, over two years, the objective will be to get all those schools to with the highest level of that, which is green flag eco State school status. So that's the immediate project. But we've got. What we'll continue to do with with Armley Prison and the Weatherby Youth Offenders Institute in providing um, uh, sports leaders qualifications. And there's some possibility that we could get involved with um, uh, a scheme that the FA have, which the name escapes me just for the moment, which allows them to do FA um, FA qualifications qualifications within within the prisons so those um that you know th- there's lots going on and we'll we we'll look to um you know up our up our staffing levels mm-hmm. probably after this we, we've always recruited internally but and mm-hmm. I hope we can continue to do that through people doing sports leaders at maybe at guise school and uh, other places so um you know we can Develop them and use them as community coaches. Fantastic. So that you know, there's plenty to
0: do. Fantastic, and that's it's a great value, isn't it? The, getting that name, Gazi Football Club, out into the into the community. Well, that's you know, that's, that's one to of the stuff.
1: objectives. Absolutely.
0: That's fantastic to hear, and and, and great to hear the, the the positive outcome, outturn of what 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 the community foundation can can bring um, when we get through this. Current problems. What about you, Phil? What, what, will you continue to, to chair the the foundation and and keep well, abreast of Guy yeah. from afar?
1: Uh, well, from a list for a little while, yes. I, I mean, we're desperate. We we need it needs to be made sustainable without me being in, in any a real hands-on mode. Because which is why we brought Alison in in the administration role. Because um, I can't. I can't sort of rely on myself to do continue to do all the grant uh, bids and uh, you know, returns and those sort of things, so someone that has to be taken on in a sustainable way so um yeah that's the plan to generally um retire would try and retire again great gracefully. <laughs>
0: And then, uh, and then uh, to enjoy the sun uh, as well. In the, yes, correct. <laughs> in the southern climes and the warm <laughs> yeah. weather that, uh, as we speak, you're uh, able yeah. to enjoy. Well, yeah. Phil, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for uh, giving us your time um, today, and uh, all the very best. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, a big thank you to Phil Rogerson for his time there. Don't forget, if you want to help the claws of the club to keep going into the future, uh, go online to the Guise AFC website, look up the Inventbrite, and uh, any uh, small donation will be gratefully received as we seek to battle on through the uh, coronavirus uh, crisis and get on through uh, to happier times. But thank you so much for joining us. I'll speak to you soon.